Okay, guys, so this is my very first podcast interview, and I have today with um, a very popular guy. I heard a lot about you, Mr. Clay Clark. He is a, I wrote all of this stuff down because there was just so much about you. I was on the internet, like searching and searching, and I was like, oh my gosh, you just do everything. So an author, an award-winning speaker, a business coach, and I read that you are the Jim Carrey of you know, entrepreneurs, because well, that's what Yahoo <laughs> says. I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I certainly do not coin that. Uh, but it, it's interesting how uh, you get known as uh, a funny guy in one in one phase of your life. And then you're known mm-hmm. as the conspiracy waking up America guy. And then you oh. get known as the business guy. And then so I get I get uh, uh, different. Fa- I've been self-employed for 23 years. Mm-hmm. So I think I've been have been labeled as different things during each phase of that career. So. Oh, trust me. I know. I just got a, a, a story that went national because of a tweet that I wrote and it's on inside edition and all kinds of stuff. So I'm, I'm a conspiracy girl too. So I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so I've been like looking into all of the stuff that you've done. I watched a lot of, a lot of your old interviews and I'm a teacher right now. And I, this one particular thing that you were talking about with um, how you be, how you became like an entrepreneur and stuff, you said that you didn't really like um, school or your yeah. parents said something about like you wanting to go to college and you were like, no. And as a teacher, I used to push it a lot. And now I'm like, my mind is public education and how I think about it now is completely different. So could you like kind of give a little insight on how you became a big entrepreneur and why yeah. you didn't go to school? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, the thing is, if you're out there uh, today and you're wanting to uh, apply these principles to your life, I'll just give you four uh, steps that I, I teach. And by the way, if you go to thrivetimeshow.com, uh, thrivetimeshow.com, I have a podcast I put out daily. I have a free ebooks you can download. You can also buy the books on Amazon, but you just go to thrivetimeshow.com and you can see mm-hmm. it. But basically, Inc. Magazine, uh, and I'm not saying Inc. Magazine is the, the end, end all be all with facts, but they, they report that 96% of businesses fail. Mm-hmm. So 96% of businesses fail. Why is that? Well, so I, I, at the age of 15, 16, I started my first company called djconnection.com, which I grew to be the largest uh, entertainment company for weddings and corporate events. So if you mm-hmm. can imagine, we would do 4,000 events a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after I built that, I built the region's largest photography company. And then I teamed up to grow a large dental practice, dentistry, then an orthodontist practice, then a law firm, then an outdoor living company, then a dog training franchise, then a carpet cleaning franchise. Now I'm in the process of starting. It looks to be a greenhouse building business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I, so you have to ask yourself, am I really, really smart? Or do I just know a proven path or maybe some combination thereof or whatever? So I'm asking people out there today, am I that smart? I would just say uh, I took, I took my ACT. I think I got like a 23 on it after like mm-hmm. my third attempt. I didn't do that. I wasn't a poor student, I'm a, but I, I'm not good at memorizing. Mm-hmm. So that, no. Uh, do I come from a wealthy family? No. Uh, do I have a rich uncle? No. Uh, so how did I do it? I'm going to teach everybody the four steps. So step one, you want to find problems. And the great news is everybody's got a problem. Yeah. Everybody yeah. talks about their problems. <laughs> oh, my grass won't stop growing. My neighbors, I can hear them at night. My hair's all growing too fast to, can't seem to find a way to rent a car efficiently. I can't find a good restaurant. I can't. And so you, anytime you hear a problem, write down problems. So that's step one. Look for problems. Mm-hmm. It's also the good, it's key to good comedy. Uh, step two is what you want to do is you want to write down the problems that you can solve. 
Now, this isn't like a one-time deal. This is like throughout your day, mm-hmm. as you encounter problems, write it down and write down solutions. Step three, try to sell somebody the solution. So as an example, um, with this greenhouse business I'm working on, I personally have a greenhouse for my home and then another greenhouse for my home. And I'm in the process of building two more greenhouses for my mm-hmm. home. And I discovered that it's hard to find people that can build greenhouses. Mm-hmm. So literally, I'm not kidding. I hopped in the studio here at 1029 Central. And at 1016 Central, I was meeting with a guy about starting the greenhouse business. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to form an LLC. I'm not going to form minutes. I'm not going to have a corporate thing. I'm not going to do a mission statement. I'm not going to run it by a SWOT analysis. I literally have a problem. The problem is I want to build a greenhouse. And I can't find anyone to do it. Mm-hmm. Step two, solve the problem, right? Now, step three, you want to try to sell the solution. Now, this is what's good news here for you is that we actually have a client who builds greenhouses in Tennessee, and I help him. And people, it turns out, do want to buy greenhouses at scale. Like people want to buy greenhouses at scale. They want to buy a lot of greenhouses. So you want to sell it. And then step four, once you sell it, you want to nail it and scale it. So in your path to entrepreneurship, in mm-hmm. the event that you have something that people don't want to buy, that's not a product or a business that's viable. That is, an, that is a hobby. Mm-hmm. So find a problem, step one. Two, find a solution. Step three, sell the solution. Step four, nail it and scale it. And I will do all of that before I do an LLC. I'll do all of that before I form an operating agreement. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna do all, I'm, I'm literally going to go out there and try to sell that thing first. Yeah, because teaching high school, you know, you, you're trying to get the kids. Well, at least for where I work, the kids are, they're not motivated to like work anymore. They don't really want to do much. So, you know, right. all this, the, 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 the shamdemic of 2020, you know, kind of put a, a damper on a lot of kids and their dreams and what they want to do. And so trying to get them to find another way and college is probably not the best uh, solution, especially the worst. Yeah, it's probably the worst. Well, I mean, because they're going into debt and they don't know how to get out of it. And where are you from? Houston. Houston. Yes. What's your uh, racial background? Like, what's how would you describe your ethnicity? Uh, Well, my dad's black and my mom's Mexican. Okay, so I'm just throwing out some things that Mm -hmm. that don't matter. But like, I'm from Minnesota. (laughs) I'm super pale. And that's the kind of stuff, whatever. You know, I grew up poor. I'm from Mm -hmm. Minnesota. I'm pale. Okay, there it is. You're mm-hmm. you come from a background. You got the, the African-American. You got the Latino background, whatever Mexican background. But college like over they have, they'll take an entire semester and deal with that. Mm-hmm. So you'll you'll literally go as a freshman. By the time you finish your freshman year, you're like, I just don't think I qualify to be successful yep. because of there's like a, a privileged class mm-hmm. and I'm not that. And so now you're starting to think and all of a sudden it becomes like that you aren't made for success. Mm-hmm. And now about, I think I find the sophomore year, most people want to become a social worker because yeah. it's like everybody's got a problem <laughs> and they want to solve by about year three, everyone's wanting to go back and get a different major. Mm-hmm. And by about year four, everyone has no discernible skills and they have a ton of debt. Yeah. I think college is completely a waste of time for the vast majority of people. And I've been saying yeah. that consistently for 23 years. I mean, if I could go back, I'd probably, probably wouldn't but i don't have like a million dollar idea like shark tank i told the kids like if you are not going to go to college like learn how to do something like a trade or what and i feel like you do have a million dollar idea what i'm doing when you're well, not girl opening podcast and i'm just wrestling this yeah. idea literally i just look for problems 
Mm-hmm. And all it was is my wonderful wife. She's like, I would like to build another greenhouse. And I said, okay. And so I've been calling everybody in Tulsa mm-hmm. and I can't find anybody that will do it. So I found somebody who will do it. And they happen to be a person I know very well. And mm-hmm. I said, so, Hey, let's start up a business and sell these things. This is as deep as it is for me. This is how I roll. And I do this over and over and over. And so when you go to thrivetimeshow.com and you see, wow, I built dozens of multimillion dollar companies, mm-hmm. you might say, wow, I mean, wow, that, that seems overwhelming, the idea. But I'm telling mm-hmm. you, at the very basic, the step one, the genesis of how to do it is find a problem, solve the problem, try to sell a solution, and then nail it and scale it. And I believe that the greenhouse idea, which I just uh, uh, had uh, 20 minutes ago, will probably be... Oh, yeah. I'm um, seriously, uh, it oh, will yeah. probably end up being a multi-million dollar thing. Oh, I believe so. I mean, are you growing food? Because, you know, we have to grow our own food now. It's yeah, that's, kinda... well, that's why. I, and I already do that. Yeah, I, I started. I, yeah. I so that's anyway, so that, that's entrepreneurship 101. Yeah. OK, so I, I wrote down a bunch of things, um, but this particular interview you did where you talked about Kim Clement. Oh, yeah. OK, so this is really weird. So in. 2020 around election time, I was constantly posting his videos like all the time. And I'm like, y'all look at this, like, look at this. It's aligning with this and this. And then I started looking like crazy girl because, you know, I'm trying to get people to see what was going on. And on my Instagram stories, I would post it and then they would magically disappear. I don't know why Instagram kind of knew what I was doing and started deleting my stuff. But you had mentioned or the person who was interviewing you had mentioned that you were mentioned by him. And of those who you don't know, he is a, an author, a, a songwriter, South African artist um, who is known for his prophecies. And it's kind of strange that, you know, we're doing this interview now and I was posting all his stuff and you were mentioned. Well, let me, let me pull up the uh, prophecy. I think you're referencing. Can I click on the share button? Is that a thing? Is that, uh, or and if not, I can just play the audio. Oh yeah, you can. That's fine. Okay, let me see if I got the. Okay, let's see here. I'm gonna play the audio. This is a. I think there's a setting that maybe you have to change to allow me to hit uh, play. I mean, sure. a little, yeah, it's like where you um you can make me a host maybe. So you click on like the top right somewhere, and it's like you can make me a host is one of the options. I think that is the the deal. Oh, okay. So see, it says I haven't not used Zoom before, so no, no problem. This yeah. is cool. This is we're working through opening day, opening day, working through it, and uh, uh and if not, I can just play the audio. But this would, I think, it'd be powerful. People could see it. But if if not, it's okay. Okay, yeah, because I said it will stop. It says Zoom will. Uh, okay, don't worry. About it. I'll, I'll just yeah. play the audio. So this okay. is Kim Clement, and folks, if you want to see this, just go to Rumble.com, Rumble.com, and then search for. Mr. Clark on rumble.com. Mr. Clark. That'd be, that'd be my last name. Mr. Clark on rumble.com. There's Trump you. to become a Trump. Back it up. Trump shall become a trumpet, says the Lord. No, you didn't hear me. Trump shall become a trumpet. Are you listening to me? I will raise up the Trump to become a trumpet. There is a man by the name of Mr. Clark, and there is also another man by the name of Donald. You are both watching me saying, could it be that God's speaking to me? Yes, he is. Somebody, just a few minutes before you came on the show, you went out and you took the American flag and you said, I'm proud of my nation. 
you raise it up and God said you have been determined through your prayers to influence this nation you're watching me you're an influential person the Spirit of God says hear the word of the prophet to you as a king I will open that door that you prayed about and when it comes time for the election you will be elected there will be a praying president not a religious one but I will fool the people says the Lord I will fool the people yes I will God says the one that is chosen shall go in and they shall say he has hot blood but the Spirit of God says yes he may have hot blood but he will bring the walls of protection on this country in a greater way and the economy of this country shall change rapidly says the Lord of hosts listen to the word of the Lord God says I will put at your helm for two terms a president that will pray but he will not be a praying president when he starts i will put him in office and then i will baptize him with the holy spirit and my power says the lord of hosts all right so that would be the kim clement prophecy yeah. now, now kim clement's daughter donna clement mm -hmm. is now on the reawaken america tour and if anybody out there is listening if you want to know the truth about election fraud medical fraud religious fraud monetary fraud mainstream media fraud you just want to know what's going on i mean you're, yeah. if you're we're all living through the great reset uh this is the plan written by klaus schwab uh, the head of the world economic forum the world economic yeah. Forum was founded in 1971 by klaus schwab and we're living through the great reset if you want to learn the truth about election fraud medical fraud religious fraud mainstream media fraud just go to time to free america.com uh cash patel eric trump donald trump jr uh Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. Dave Martin, uh, Mickey Willis. I mean, they're all there. And, and, and again, you can go to timetofreeamerica.com. We have Virginia Beach coming up. That's going to be in uh, uh, July. And we have just under 1,000 tickets left for that event. Mm -hmm. And then we have another event coming up here in August. It's a two-day event. We go from 10 a.m. to about 6 p.m. each night. Well, then we have 80-some-odd speakers booked. It's next level. Mm -hmm. And you can name your price. So you literally, I mean, it's the only event I've ever seen where you can just say, I could do seven dollars. I know. Oh, I was look. I was looking for Houston. I was, I didn't see it. I was trying to look yeah, for we Houston. Will probably not be going to Houston. Um, <laughs> not because I don't like Houston, but because um, I've had to find venues that are willing to host this many people yeah. talk about these topics without mm -hmm. COVID nineteen vaccine mandates or mask mandates, and it's yeah. a challenge to do it. And so we found the venues we're going to. We'll be going to Virginia Beach in in a July, and then August in Rochester, New York. And I encourage people if you want to see it. Uh, you just go to time to freeamerica.com. And again, you can, you can name your price. So it, it's very affordable for everybody. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, um, I was going to ask you, so I was told that you don't, you're nothing, no question is off limits. So what, sure, <laughs> what does it feel like to be a part of the, the group that everyone, everyone like on the media hates the straight white male. How does <laughs> it feel to be a part of that? Cause I got, I got so much hate for yeah. you know supporting trump and just posting thing anything that i agreed with i was just like oh, i just agree with this policy like why am i getting so much backlash it's the message what is the message not the messenger get you know but now i'm a i'm a white supremacist i'm a all kind i got called all kinds of stuff so how does it do you have you received like any kind i'm sure you have but oh yeah i get i get I uh a death threats or i get attacks or media attacks and i i this is the thing is i used to stutter as a young kid I used to stutter and uh, a lot couldn't talk until I was about 13 years old really well. And I just don't care. I've been, yeah. I think my, I think I got mocked to a point where it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. Uh, 
Maybe it's a callus in my brain. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't care at all. And I, I don't even know how to care. It, it's so crazy. Like I, so people are like, dude, I feel so bad for you. I know you. And I, I'm sorry. They said that about you. And I appreciate that. I mean, I do, but really um, we are in an information war mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, this as a woman with more pigment than I have, uh, you know, one, there are certain people that have a stereotype about you. Certain mm-hmm. people have a stereotype about me and certain people that don't have a stereotype. This is what I've, this is what I've c- c- concluded. Maybe someone disagrees. This is just my anecdotal at the age of 41 going through life experience. I've discovered about one, maybe one out of 10, one out of eight people are devout, committed racists on either side. I know people that do. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't like people <laughs> who have color. And I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, but I know people on the other side that will say, I don't like white people. I do mm-hmm. not like them. And I've seen it on both sides yeah. and, and I don't think you're going to stop it ever. Yeah. Uh, and I know, and I mean this, I know people that don't like redheads. I've met people that literally have told me, no, I'm not kidding. I run businesses. They say, don't, don't hire redheads. I'm telling you. And I go, are you kidding me? This is the, this is real stuff. Like in the last year, I've heard this statement. I've also had people that don't like women. And oh, I know wow. people that don't like guys. So I just, there's always, we're never going to fix that. So mm-hmm. we can spend our whole life focusing on that 15% of the population, 10% mm-hmm. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good use of our time. Yeah. I, I, um, I got so much backlash, but now it's like people are, I think they're starting to realize that I was probably right about a lot of stuff. And so it's been kind of quiet and I don't well, get you, called crazy so much. <laughs> well, think about this. If you go to time to freeamerica.com, time to freeamerica.com, I put a button there so people can see this. You, there's a button that says you can, uh, it's called the truth about black lives matter, the organization. Okay. Oh, yeah. So there's an organization that stole the phrase. Okay. They, the, the phrase that people love is black lives matter. The organization though, behind it. Okay. Patrice Cullors, who's a lesbian Marxist, she started Black Lives Matter. She's a co-founder and she receives a lot of her funding from racist white Nazis like George Soros. Mm -hmm. So and she uses the donations to go buy real estate. She has a mansion and everything. She gives money to her family members. I and again, that that was something that because my you know, where I teach is predominantly black and Hispanic. So, you know, saying out loud, I don't support that organization. It was like, ah, you're a yeah. teacher. can't believe you. But I'm like, read the website, read what they're about. Look into like deeper than what the name of the organization. You have to just put it right out there for people. You have to say, listen, okay. Black Lives Matter. The organization was founded by a lesbian Marxist. And you yeah. have to play the video so people can hear her. And I put it all at time to freeamerica.com. There's a button. You just click that says the truth about Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see her openly say out loud with her own mouth that she is a trained Marxist. Yep, okay. I, I and then you got to show people, okay. Who's funding? Okay. And you show George Soros. Okay. Racist white Nazi is funding a lesbian Marxist. That's what it is. I don't. And then once you do that, but I'm telling you, people don't want to read. People don't want to research. No. People want to go on TikTok and they, and I'm, this is what they do. I'm telling you, people want to go on TikTok and make a scandalous, lascivious video and they want to edit it up so that they look a little thinner. Everything looks a little (laughs) bit more, whatever. Yeah, they yeah. want to do that. And then they want to put that out on TikTok, and they want to get as many likes as they can. Mm-hmm. And because that's what they're doing all day, they don't have time to wake up to what's happening. That is true. That's a, it's a major, major distraction. I, it's so frustrating when you're kind of like the, one of the only few who actually can see it and right. in your social group or whatever. And yeah. 
they're I'm like, how like you guys have eyeballs just like me. How do you not see what's going on? You know, you, you need to come. You need to come to the reawakening America in Virginia. I'll get you. Oh, free, I, would love, I would love to. go. I would bring you backstage. You would meet all the speakers. Seriously, I will get you free tickets. I'd love you. Should, you should do it. Yeah, I would love to. I'm, I have uh, open summer. So, yeah, you should free. definitely do it. Yeah. So um, I also wanted to mention your um, your wife in one of the videos I saw. She said you are a rule breaker. Well, and as a, a fellow rule breaker, you know. I break <laughs> rules that shouldn't exist. So let me just give you some example of rules that shouldn't exist. So in my office, I don't give if you if you were an employee for me, I don't do reviews. Like I don't give you a quarterly review. I don't give you a yearly review. I don't give you any, any review. Well, why? Because it's so insincere. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Uh, it's time for your quarterly review. Being based on the fact that I've only talked to you twice as a, I'd like to review your teaching performance for the yes, year. And then it's just so, and they go, well, overall it looks as though you're, you're organized. That's good. Uh, you need to focus on being a little more active with the students and you're going, I don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. You don't know who I am, but you're some administrator. And because you mm -hmm. have two more degrees than me, mm -hmm. you now make another comma on your check. And so now you make, you know, a hundred thousand, maybe, or maybe you make another zero on your check. You know, maybe, maybe you make a hundred thousand mm -hmm. and I make 40,000 and you made the extra zero or the extra money because the extra degree, but you have no idea who I am and you're running mm -hmm. around giving me a review. So my yeah. companies, I don't do that. I give people immediate feedback. Mm -hmm. It's called candor, candid, uh, both bad and good immediately. So if I see someone doing a good job, I say, Sarah, I just did it today. Great job. Phenomenal. Carter. Mm -hmm. Great job. Uh, and then, uh, but if someone does a bad job, I pull them aside privately and I say, Hey, uh, we need to get better. There's some serious lacking mm -hmm. going on in that call, that presentation, that whatever. And, and mm -hmm. people who are in, are in my culture, they love it. They go, I love working for you. Cause you call it how you see it. Mm -hmm. But imagine you're in a business uh, 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 to me. Business is like a football game. Imagine that they're the referee doesn't call any of the penalties, the flags, any of the point doesn't tell you what the score is. And then four months after the game, he shows up and says, excuse me, I'd like to give you some uh, feedback about that game. What? I mean, it's just, <laughs> we need real time feedback, yeah. out of bounds, inbounds, you know, offsides. Is that illegal? Is that legal? Whatever. That, that, that's what needs to happen. So again, there's just a lot of rules. Another thing is your, everyone says you need to form an LLC and start an operating agreement before you start a business. Why? Uh, yeah. I don't want to do that. What if no one buys my thing? I just see so many people with a business card that says CEO. Yeah, and yeah. I say, have you sold anything? No, I have not sold anything. There are so many people in inner city communities, black, white, et cetera, who go to these tech colleges running around with their business cards that say CEO. Mm -hmm. They got their LLC filed. They're applying for some government grant to make some product that nobody wants. I mean, you've seen it. Mm -hmm. I met oh, yeah. some guy, super, super sad individual. It's a sad story. Uh, he had some eco-friendly idea of like, you know, how to clean your car. It's like auto detailing, but eco cleaning. Mm -hmm. And he was wanting to charge like three times as much money to clean your car versus anybody else. Cause he thought it was a good idea. So he went to college. I, I met this dude. He went to college. He got the degree, got the whole thing. I met him and I was a guest speaker. And he was like, I just, what is the best way to encourage people in the marketplace to pay more for a better product? And I'm going, try to sell it. Yeah. And he goes, well, people don't want to buy it. I'm like, quit trying to sell it. Yeah. But, but again, nice. he just, he has so much college in his head. He has no idea what he's doing, but he followed the rules. He's got the LLC. Yeah. He's got the minutes. He's got the debt, got the degree. 
No one wants to buy anything. Yeah, because I, I did see you say you, you don't do mediocrity and average. I, I, I'm like that too. And it's so frustrating again as a teacher when the yeah. kids are like being praised all the time. And I'm like, this is not good. And why is everyone telling you this is good? It's not. And they think I'm like mean about it. But it's no, not and, they, and then this is the deal too. They do it with modeling right now. So like as an example, I am not a model. Let me explain to you why I'm not a model. A, not that attractive. B, I'm not that physically fit. C, I don't have whatever it takes that makes somebody a model. I don't have it. So don't, so so don't tell not, people to have something that they don't have. But I'm not upset about it. <laughs> now, another example, one of my buddies, Phil Pressy, he played uh, in the NBA for the Celtics. He currently plays pro basketball. He's six feet tall. He's like 5'10", 5'11". Homeboy can dunk, has a phenomenal, phenomenal handle, crazy ball handling skills. He shoots a mid-range jumper effectively, can really get to the basket. But he's not six five. It's not mean to say, bro, you are a point guard. You are not a center. But our, our culture now says you should be a center. You should be a center. You're not six foot five. It's just crazy. But again, it's a perverse world we're living in. And I, I hope that the Reawaken America Tour in some shape or form wakes people up to the truth of what happens if you follow the Marxist, socialist, communist, godless ideology off a cliff. Yes, and that's, that's exactly why I named my podcast The Side Effect, because there is a consequence for not knowing the truth and the other side to things. And as we can see right now, everyone's blinded by what is going on. But I'm glad that people like you are waking people up. So well, to end, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, waking up, people, it's, it's a duty. If you know what's going on and you, if you know that someone's going to get hit by a car and you don't say, excuse me, you're going to get hit by a car. You know, if you don't, if you, I mean, seriously, if you see a car coming, and you see someone walking across the street and you go, hey, and you, you got to save that baby, that kid, that person doesn't know. You're a bad, in my opinion, you're a bad person. If you know that something bad's coming for someone, you don't you at least try to help. Yeah. That's and all I'm trying to do. I know what's going on. I'm just trying to help. Yeah. And I just hate that so many people are quiet about it. They know what's going on, but it's very like they still don't want to say anything. They don't want the backlash. They don't want the hate. And like people just have to open their mouths now because it's. It's right in front of our faces. And I wish more people would know that. But I know we don't have that much time. I just wanted to end it with one more thing. I encourage people to travel all the time. I am a big traveler. I like to go overseas all the time. So if there was one place that you could go that you haven't been to yet, where would you go and why? Where would I go? Yes. Since you're, I know you're so busy, but if you could take a break and a vacation, where would you take your family? Uh, to my pool. That's it. Oh, you don't like traveling? You're not, I mean, you're not a, like a, like a. No, I don't. You know? I don't no, I, I have been around the world. I have traveled a lot as a young man. Mm -hmm. And I have found that you could spend your, this is my take, spend your entire life traveling and searching for the one thing you can only find at home, which is your family. I got five kids. Love those guys. Love to grill burgers, hop in the pool, give them a hard time. So that's where I want to be in the pool with oh, my five kids. That's nice. Okay. Well, I thank you so much for your time. And again, if you can, you know, relay the information where they can find you. If you have social media, do you have social media? I do. Yeah. If you go to rumble.com, that's kind of where everything goes. And then it goes out from there. So rumble.com search for thrive time show, thrive time show on rumble.com. And, uh, you know, between everything, there's about a half million followers, subscribers, whatever you say between okay. rumble and Brideon and bit shoot and all those other things. But YouTube, that's a struggle because every time I built a big audience, you would get deleted off of YouTube. So I yeah. don't have a YouTube presence. Yeah. Me neither. They, they marked me for, misinformation so 
but I thank you so much for your time and thank you guys for watching. This is again, my very first video interview. So thank you, Mr. Clay Clark. I think you did a phenomenal job. Hopefully I didn't screw it up. Thank you so much. Oh, no, 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 no. I just need to learn like the zoom stuff and all of that, how it works. Hey, thank okay. you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Take I'll, care. All right. Thanks.